swords with handle art to spark souls and charge souls to parts roads of bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest that stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of blood scrolls savage quest of joe and earl rock shoes to every clue easter egg to gaming news the police need some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english the drone is a shit Control issues. Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control issues.com. That's a hyphen for the dash. You can also go to. Where can you go? Oh, yeah. You can go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Uh, you can look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, do all those wonderful things. You can go to Twitter. My control issues is the handle, and you can also hop on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos every so often for your viewing pleasure. Yes, yes, a dub. We are in, we are definitely in March. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the new definition of March madness. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, yeah, this is definitely, this is a March like none other. Um, so, in case you guys don't know, we got a, a pandemic. People yeah. <laughs> are people are hunkering down in their bunker, <laughs> but control issues is still bringing you that hotness. Yeah, we that future hotness. proof. We, yeah. we antiviral. <laughs> Sprayed down a dub before he walked in the crib. You damn right. <laughs> Can't nothing get to Theo, dude. I ain't letting it happen. Yes. Uh, so let's get into it. A dub. What have you been playing? Well. And, you know, I was doing a little back and forth. I was playing a lot of Torchlight 2. That's actually getting a little more interesting now that I'm getting, like, legendary equipment. And I'm just, I'm, I've been, like, really doing all the side content before I get to the main mission. So there's things that I've leveled ahead of. And I'm going in them. And I'm wrecking shop. Doing what I do. Reaping the benefits of my grinding rewards. But, you know, I decided it was time to live up to the promise I made to the listeners, to the viewers, to the to the movers and shakers out there in control issues audience. A dub went back to divinity. What? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I did it. Dun, dun, I dun. fired it up. I looked at my save list. I haven't played that game since April of twenty eighteen. Yes. I want to say that sounds about right, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was two years. Damn, my math was off. I thought it was one. <laughs> crazy yeah two years haven't played that game seriously so loaded up my save which was like 62 hours of just hardcore progress and i didn't know what the hell was going on uh when the game loaded i was standing like just out of the range of some giant statue shooting like molten bombs at the ground (laughs) yeah (laughs) and there's a lever somewhere off to the side and i'm just like uh, i have no idea what's going on i have no idea how these controls work i'm just gonna bite the bullet i'm gonna start afresh yeah day. just smack dab in the middle of a puzzle <laughs> yeah like teleported a character up there died <laughs> i was like I, I can't do this right now i don't have a head for it so 
yeah, restarted the game, bit the bullet, and you know, just a little backstory. I've been able to enjoy D and D sessions with some coworkers for the past few months, so I have a better understanding of how these kind of RPGs function, the nuances, and everything. I have that sixty-two hours of experience in the game, so I'm used to its world and you know the kind of curveballs it throws at you. Restarting. I'm I'm off to an excellent start. I created a witch and a fighter. Uh, I know where certain skills and things are now. Instead of just going out into the world, you know, balls to the wall and it getting served by orcs. Instead, I'm dinking around in town. I'm getting all my skills and stuff. I'm trying to build my characters most efficiently toward what they're already proficient in rather than you know spreading their points out and stuff that's either unnecessary or doesn't complement their skill set uh i i got jahan this time yes so the hydrosophist aerotherge i'm all all about (laughs) he's got quite the attitude and quite the mouth on him he yeah i love that dude he uh when he gets into like when you get into like his backstory you kind of understand but like he's very militant about things and how things should be <laughs> like if he took off his armor he would just have on a shirt that says trust no bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> trust no demon bitch <laughs> demon bitch that demon bitch <laughs> he's constantly talking about that demon bitch yes so yeah john he's he's not having it i made the agreement with him that we will not make deals with demons so hopefully I don't make the same mistake AMC did when he played the game and made a deal with a demon. (laughs) (laughs) Then got a new enemy in the final fight. (laughs) Oh, man. I still can't believe that happened. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, I love that that was a possibility. Uh, Long-term ramifications. (laughs) (laughs) That's what people want. I don't know why Divinity isn't just lighting up the world right now. You want meaningful choices? There you go. I'm not sure if you should should be friends with them. I think you should just take them out. It's like, nah, I'm going to give them a second chance. And it's like, whoops. (laughs) You broke our agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mercy. But yeah, I'm playing, and... Like, it's good and it's kind of bad in a way. Like, the good part is that, you know, I've been through this. I understand. I know where certain things are. On the flip side, though, that's causing me to do a lot of things out of order. And I'm also doing things ahead of when I probably should do them. So I end up getting into arguments with NPCs that I guess I'm just not leveled up enough or advanced enough to be able to reasonably win and i'm i'm getting locked out of (laughs) of options of things that would make a lot of these quests you know resolve sooner resolve in more amicable fashions and i'm just blundering (laughs) all (laughs) over the place so uh what i didn't realize was that i guess now that i have a full party i understand the mechanics of the game i i know who did the murder and I didn't realize that it was time to go outside the city, start leveling up, finish solving the murder, chase down Dietmar and Evelyn, make sure I get them. Oh, man, I love this game so much. <laughs> and like You notice a lot of the mistakes that you make in these kind of games when you come back after just blundering your way through on that first play. Like I was telling AMC in the pre-show that one thing I, I noticed that I did, which I really shouldn't have been doing, was that I was choosing skills and abilities based on how the tile looked <laughs> instead of what they actually did. Because, again, this was before I ever played D&D. It was before I really had an understanding of these kind of games. So 
I would look at the graphing and like that spell don't look like it do shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that spell. Fuck, fuck this whole character. I hate you and your move set. <laughs> but now that I'm I'm reading the stats, I understand what they do. I understand how they benefit me from every angle rather than just well this looks cool now i'm doing things and winning fights that normally would have just smashed on me like i'm summoning a giant spider i'm using my ranged attacks i got my fighter out front blocking dodging absorbing damage (laughs) yeah i would say like divinity was really the first game where i got into status effects on the enemies like i always felt like in previous like rpgs uh, the status effects will work on like the common enemy, but then once you got to the boss fight, it's just forget about it. Duke it out, survive, get off your attacks, and survive their big attacks. Clear your debuffs. Yeah. Whereas I felt like in this game, this uh, Divinity was like one of the first ones where I'd be in the middle of a boss battle and c- could completely turn the tides by just like status effects on all the enemies and the boss itself. Like I was even able to like charm the boss to fight on my side. What, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what boss was this? Uh, it gets later in the game, but as I was saying with your witch, uh, you're going to be able to lower like their willpower saving throw, which then allows you to then charm them, which is another witch ability. And I was able so to get it off in boss fights. First you weaken the mind. Yeah. Then you control the mind. mind. Yeah. That's, like, that, that, that's one of the things I was most excited about with the witch which is just that ability to wear down the enemy and then seize them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, not she, but that. Like an enchantress. Yeah, that class is definitely one that's it's a game changer. And it's one that I didn't really get until later in the game just because it wasn't one of my focuses. But I just hit a point where I had maxed out, maxed out like the, uh, was it the earth and the fire stats? And so Geomancy, I was like, the pyrothurge. Exactly. Oh, the pyromancy. And then so I was like, well, I got these other ones. I could put them into defense or I could put them into witch and, and really diversify this character. Did that and that character dominated. <laughs> and see, now A-Dub's doing that at the outset. Yeah. I mean, and you already knew about like the arrows. You're the one that put me on game about like, oh, you get those knockdown arrows. You get those mm-hmm. status effect arrows. That could yep. completely turn the tides. And so, yeah, like this was the game where I learned that status effects really control like the battlefield. Absolutely. Oh, man. It's a great time. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm fumbling through it just because I know the way certain things should go. I, I'm just rushing into situations that I should probably, like, pace out better. But at the same token, I'm having an absolute blast. I miss this game so much. And now it's, it's back in my life in the best way possible. I'm hoping I can put it down, move on to Divinity 2, and by that time... Hopefully, Baldur's Gate 3 will get a console release date. Yes. And then we can move on into that. Get them dice rolls. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel wonderful. Yeah. But AMC, what have you been playing? So, yeah, I've actually been playing a strong amount of Octopath Traveler. The reason why I say strong amount is is I've found more time to play this game. So, obviously. Found. Yeah. It's it's now. It's back. Uh, With everything that's going on now, I'm working from home. And so, normally I'd have downtime at work. And I would never have considered bringing the Switch to work. Uh, so like sitting at my desk playing the switch. So I, I usually but now just, you brought the work to switch. Yeah. Now I'm, yeah, I brought exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, like I, previously at work, I'd like literally like watch wrestling, watch like boxing fights, MMA fights. I'd do that to kind of kill the time with the tiny with the tiny window of sports going on in the corner mm-hmm. as I'm pretending to work. But now I'm at home. Stand up comedy for me. Exactly. So now I'm at home and it's like got downtime. I got the switch right here, so I'm gonna just <laughs> hop on that. So yeah, like just putting in work here and there, and it's perfect because Octopath Traveler. It's a it's a turn based game. Uh, I can put the switch to sleep at any time, pick up where I left off, and so yeah, like it's it's perfect. It's made for that pick up and go style of play. And so yeah, um, I've been playing a lot more just during the week. And so with that, I've been clearing a lot of the chapter twos of certain characters. Also, like I'd add to a big part is that. I would say maybe there was maybe like a stubbornness uh, because like the Switch is obviously made to be played uh, on like at home connected to TV and portable and a lot of people play it portable and that's why they love it. But pretty much I played it solely hooked up to the TV on the dock up until this point and I started I started like actually playing around with it undocked and i was like this is the shit what have i been like sleeping on this entire time has <laughs> <laughs> it been what one two years yeah now? it's been at least a year because like, you no, didn't get it when it came out did you no nah, yeah i got it maybe I, yeah i got it like at least like a year after it'd been out like i'd been staring at it at the store at Target, just walking by, seeing it in that display case, like I can just pick this shit up right now and start playing it. And then I got it one day, and Marissa was like, "Why don't you just get it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get it." <laughs> and then so I've been playing it docked up until this point, and so that had been like a thing where it's like, "All right, if we're not watching anything on TV, then I'll I'll take over the TV and just play some Switch." And then I was like, "You know, what? we could have something on the TV." And I could be playing Switch at the same time. While How can we mix these things up? Yeah, while Marissa's playing Mario Kart Tour. And so, yeah, with that, it's like, oh, yeah. So now I've been playing more, one, just in general, when I'm just hanging out while Theo's asleep. And then, two, now I'm playing on my breaks at work. So, yeah, I'm putting in a lot a lot more work on the Switch with that. And so because of that, I've been playing a lot more Octopath Traveler. And, yeah, so as I said, clearing out a lot more Chapter 2s with these characters, moving on to the next chapters. And, yeah, I, th- I feel like I'm going to fly through this game now. And the game just continues to be the shit. Uh, I got my main protagonist. He's pretty much over-leveled at this point because I can't switch him out of the party. So, like, I'm, I'm playing, like, was it like level 22 recommendation um like sections of the game with a level like 35 character uh, yeah, the rest yeah. of the team is around so 20. you're you're on easy mode yeah like the rest of the team is on 20 so it's about like keeping them alive but i do have this one dude who's just handling business in the corner <laughs> one shot in everything. <laughs> Go, goes first every round yeah and he's the knight character so he's already like the tank who he has an ability uh where he does take the damage of anybody that's about to get eliminated so i just see his character sliding across the screen taking that damage and being able to handle it like like sabin would cover yeah and he only does it when they're about to get taken out but like yeah like when it when it's like at that death at that point where characters are gonna get knocked out the only issue with it where it can like I guess there's a, a wrinkle is if it's a multiple attack, like so it's just one area effect where everybody gets hit at once, he can't take damage for everybody. So it's really only melee attacks. What if you what if 
What if one day you just saw like he appeared in front of everybody? Everybody, he just got bigger. <laughs> he took all the hits. Yeah, or just crazy. like it's three of them. Yeah, he just he pushes them out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So, Octopath Traveler is the shit. Been putting in work in that. Putting in a little bit more work in Mario Kart Tour, just because they've now recently added multiplayer, and with that, there are multiplayer uh, challenges. So, Marissa and I have been creating games, playing together and uh getting those challenges and yeah the multiplayer is the shit it uh the first week obviously there were their network issues where it um it didn't get framey but like you would just like things just weren't working right uh as you're playing multiplayer matches but now it seems to be running smoother and um yeah it was it was crazy because you went from up until this point you're playing against basically ghosts of other characters so there's a little difficulty but not really like you know, like you're winning most of your matches um but right when you hop in that multiplayer you're struggling to get like seven <laughs> <laughs> so like it uh it got the difficulty spiked quickly even in like in f ranked which is like i imagine the lowest of the ranks uh so yeah uh but yeah it's it's great now that they have multiplayer so there's just a new level of difficulty and um they are kind of working with how you unlock characters like they now have before you would have to get uh gems and it'd be like you get five gems you get one pipe pool if you get 45 gems you get 10 pipe pools um and so now they've just thrown into the the standard style of play. If you play through a certain amount of courses, you'll get like one free like pipe pull, which is nice. You pull that, pull back that pipe, shoot out, mm. shoot, shoot out an enemy, mm. shoot out a homie. Mm. Pulling, <laughs> pulling that pipe. <laughs> pipe out. are they called pipe pulls? Uh, no, but you literally like there's a pipe and you literally pull it down and then it shoots up like you like you, you pull them back that scrotum <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh. mario kart tour is the, the shit. helmet scuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> call me the helmet scuff so yeah mario kart tour is the shit octopath travers is the shit the switch is the shit everybody needs to buy a switch yes well let's get into the news a dumb um, the topic you know, of the week. Top topic of, of the, the week. week. Um, yeah, so let's let's start off with this one because it is something that we actually had uh, hinted at last week as far as our our predictions of things that um, might get canceled in the fallout of everything that's going on with COVID nineteen. So, mm -hmm. a dub, what you got? It has been made official. And what is that, a dub? E three twenty twenty has been canceled yeah yeah so e3 2020 has been officially canceled over concerns about novel coronavirus covid19 uh this marks the biggest impact to the video to the video game show of this year how do you feel amc well i mean i guess like games can't come out anymore there's no way to announce games anymore some people <laughs> might think that yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna happen man i mean first thing is consoles canceled <laughs> game over yeah, I think first things first, um, yeah, makes sense. They've canceled so many other sports. The, it's the uh, the smart thing to do, not have these public gatherings of people. Um, we don't, until a proper testing gets out there and it's readily available to just... Whoever may need it or want it. Yeah, or just in general, like just start testing everybody just to see who might have it. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a good idea to just have all these people together, um, especially just... The way that people had already talked about, like, these conventions and just the BO and the yeah. rubbing of shoulders and yeah. all that stuff. There's not going to be a lot of social distancing at these type of conventions. So, yeah. 
and it, especially the way E3 had gone uh as of late with uh being op- more open to the public and trying to get as many people there as possible the enemy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the enemy at large um so yeah it just it, it makes sense so yeah I, it, I i think that it was a good decision to shut it down um obviously there's a lot of speculation there's a lot of speculation going into this with like oh sony falling out and what did this mean for them as a company they have nothing to show <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I think things will move on, and E three will move on in its own way, and it's not the biggest deal that it got canceled. But um, yeah, where do you stand, Adam? Well, the the ESA confirmed that they will be exploring options with their members to coordinate an online experience to showcase industry announcements and news in June of twenty twenty. So while we're losing the physical artifice that is E three, we're not missing out on the announcements. And the the presentations, I should say. Uh, For me, personally, it's a good move. We want to think about not just our own safety, but the safety of those who are most vulnerable. So, you know, it's a good move cutting down on all these big events. I imagine that we'll probably see it return in substantial form the following year. You know, it's... uh, I, I don't I don't feel any way one or the other. We're still getting all the announcements and stuff. I'd streamed E three anyway, so it's not really a big change for me. It's you know, I'm just glad that this thing is being taken seriously. Yeah, I mean, as you said, we one we streamed it. I know like a ton of like those big outlets, like they pretty much stopped going because they they hated the fact that it was open to the public, and so they had la- less access to everything that was readily available. And then too, on top of that, like they so many um, of like the social influencers had kind of resorted to like doing reacts react videos so like basically live streaming it and reacting um live to the announcements so i mean it just seems like this is the way to go we have state of plays we have nintendo direct so now we'll probably just see now more developers doing something along those lines uh at least this year when it comes to the announcements and it'll, it'll still be news and noteworthy because as I just mentioned, I'm working from home now. A lot of people are home. Uh, a lot of schools are uh, taking breaks right now. And so there's going to be a lot of people home gaming. And so like they're also going to be looking towards the news. And so if you put out a direct, that's going to be all the news for that week. So yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. Well, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Some people are freaking out. Yeah, where are my games? It's a sign of the end times. We're not getting any games. It's a sign of cancellations. We're not getting next gen. It's a sign of lack of confidence. We're not getting anything. Gaming's dead. Gaming's dead. Gaming's dead. Troll of the week. 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 Troll of the week, 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 troll of the week. I knew this was coming. It's a sign of things to come. Everything's going to shit. Will this generation never end?
So as you can probably tell, today's trolls are coming sideways at the news that E3 has been canceled. I understand it might be a substantial blow to a lot of people, especially people who don't read further down in articles and understand that it's still going to have an online presence. So not much has changed. (laughs) But let's see how people are overreacting. Guy says so much for 2020 being an epic year for gaming. Damn you, COVID. E3 got canceled. That means gaming for 2020 has been canceled. Yeah. Hey, there's been no announcement that, uh, what is it, Cyberpunk is going to be canceled. Yeah. No announcements that Last of Us is no longer coming out. And Final Fantasy isn't getting pushed. Ghost of Tsushima isn't getting pushed. Doom Eternal and <laughs> Animal, Crossing. Animal Crossing Horizons <laughs> still coming out the same day. Yeah. The Last of Us 2 still out there. Yeah. I mean. If yeah. anything, like, yeah, digital downloads are going to see probably a bigger spike, if anything, just because people will be going less to the brick and mortars and they'll be downloading their games. Ori in the Will of the Wisp just got a glowing review. Neo 2 got a 9 on IGN. Neo 2 did the unexpected in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and wowed the critics. People are pumped. Uh, next troll says, they must have nothing to show. Mm-hmm. The whole show. Yeah. <laughs> They have nothing to show. Next troll says, uh-oh, this will leave Microsoft scrambling to piece together a backup plan. Ruh-roh. Because, you know, Microsoft doesn't already have their own event outside of E3. Yeah. <laughs> because they do. They got a console on the way. Next troll says, this thing was over before it began. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I guess technically that is true. E3 is over before it began. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, next show says they had nothing to show. <laughs> People just going to ride that horse into the dirt. Next show says Sony declaring their absence from this year's E3. Now it all makes sense. Sony created the coronavirus. Yeah. So there, it, it seems to be a light conspiracy theory or controlacy theory <laughs> going on out there that sony made the virus yeah, in shuhei in the lab <laughs> yeah let me see hold on hold on a second there was another one where somebody says yeah uh they they being sony they actually released the virus and hoped that they could delay the series x by a year and buy them time to upgrade their ps5 specs so they can compete yeah <laughs> released a global pandemic so that they could maintain console <laughs> thousands dead yeah. tens of thousands infected like possible possible people to buy their games <laughs> yeah uh, it's like, I understand, like, people, we we help ourselves get through these things and cope through laughter, through comedy. But at the same token, like, it's still a serious thing with, like, the T-virus jokes, Sony making it. Like, come on now. It's, this is serious. People are being hurt. Let's be congenial. Next troll says, for some reason, I still blame Sony for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see next one says literally no one cares e3 is a relic and was due for death (laughs) well here's the thing yeah because like it was like such a big headline that e3 was canceled and i was like weren't all these people saying that e3 is irrelevant and (laughs) oh i just watch it for the lols now (laughs) yeah Yeah, you're still watching it it means it's still alive yeah (laughs) next troll says and nothing of value was lost Uh, next one says E3 is completely unnecessary and I'm glad it's being canceled. I hope the Olympics are canceled too. Most of that shit is fucking stupid. I hope you're canceled. Yeah, you'll get canceled. Yeah. 
You'll you'll be fine. <laughs> well, you kind of if you have this kind of mindset, you're you kind of already are canceled because you just not only do you not participate in these things, but you derive no form of joy from them. Yeah. So you're just you're just numb to life. <laughs> <laughs> All you feel is pain. <laughs> All I know is rain. All I feel, feel is pain. pain. How ma- can I maintain a match on my right. brain? <laughs> DMX was a prophet. <laughs> Next show says, I'm so happy we don't have to sit through any videos of how diverse employees of blue hair made our games this year. I- I'm glad I don't have to know who's making the magic and their struggles. And last troll says, better go buy more toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the hinted on it a little earlier. It's good to embrace these kinds of things with laughter and levity. But at the same token, some of y'all just being a little extra, we need to tone that shit down. There won't be a physical E3, but it will still live on digitally in the ether for your view and enjoyment. Looking forward to whatever Devolver Digital decides to showcase. Hearing some E3 rumors, actually, uh, I believe there was a leak of the proposed lineup of WB's games, and it includes the likes of a Suicide Squad game, uh, a Superman game, the next Batman, a Harry Potter RPG. Like, there's some interesting stuff on the table. People are already saying, man, if they even do half of that, they won E3. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what's going on there. Looking forward to it. You should too. And if you don't, it's not hurting you anyway. Chill out. Make your mind up. Get your mind right. Yeah, let your mind run. Oh, man. <laughs> um, oh, you gonna say, hey, dude? I was gonna say. So you you kind of hinted at it earlier, discussing like you know digital sales and things like that. So I think we should get into our next topic of the week. Top topic, topic of, of the, the week. week. Uh, an interesting record was broken with steam Mm -hmm. they have reached their highest most concurrent player count which rests comfortably just below 20 million damn yes so as you guys know we're doing the social distancing thing you know big events are being canceled uh e3 as we just discussed as well as the entire nba season uh march madness (laughs) is Stuff is going down all over the place. So people are spending a lot more time in their homes, primarily because a lot of work environments are having people work from home now or just stay home in general. As a result, I think people have a lot more free time on their hands and they're using that time to game. Now, to be completely clear, full disclosure, the previous record for most concurrent players was about 18.8 million so it's only about a jump of roughly 1 million players but even so i think that's indicative of our new our new way of life and our new viral overlords how do you feel about it amc yeah i imagine this will only get higher as like as more and more people are 
switching to working remotely um we'll see what happens with the school situation uh if they get when or if they get back into session anytime soon we got schools are closed down for anywhere from a couple of weeks to a month yeah so you got a lot of teenagers chilling playing video games a lot of elementary school kids playing video games a lot of adults at home just playing video games so you got a lot of college students doing online classes yeah playing video games yeah, so I just, in general, as people self, self-quarantine self uh, until, I guess, April, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot more people slowly figuring out how to kill the time, and I think video games as well as streaming, but uh, streaming like TV, but um, yeah, video games definitely is going to be a big way to kill that time when you're just chilling at home. No, this whole thing is very serious, and but at the same time, I feel like it inadvertently just gave people so much more free time. Like it's as bad as this is. And, you know, we feel sorry for all the families and victims involved, but at the same token, it's presenting some interesting benefits to our personal lives. I mean, traffic is incredibly good. Now you can get everywhere when I think I'm supposed to get there more time to play games you're not going to have you're not going to be commuting to work and back from work so there's probably an hour or two that you could spend doing something more productive you'll be at home anyway you get to know your wife <laughs> yeah. you get to know your kids game with your kids yeah it's just uh it's kind of like you make the most out of it and it's like if if you're anywhere online, there's going to be a lot of negative shit, but then there's going to be a lot of positivity going on. And so, yeah, um, yeah, make the most out of it. And now you've gotten a lot of free time back, so figure out how you're going to utilize that time. I mean, this is this is a sign of... I mean, hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Like, we were talking about if we realize how much stuff is just unnecessary, maybe companies will save more money on rent because they can have smaller office spaces or no office spaces at all. You know, people spending time with their families, uh, streaming's probably going to go way up. Like Netflix and chill is back in season. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, cause a lot of production has been shut down. So it'll be interesting to Unfortunately, see how, yeah. um, how that's going to work out. If like they don't have stuff already banked, when that will open back up and then how that's going to open back up mm-hmm. but yeah as of right now we have games and anything that can be done remotely will continue on and so we'll see a lot of um i guess content produced in that in that way but yeah people will figure out a way to get by it's just you won't have your usual things that you would rely on which is like say sports or whatever to get you through it won't be a lot of live stuff i'll say going on yeah how do you how long do you think it'll be before someone makes a compelling gameplay experience that focuses on this kind of subject matter where there is a virus and like we just learn to adapt and live with it (laughs) well i mean like isn't that kind of what's division about so division. <laughs> <laughs> so the division is about oh a weaponized bioweapon okay. that was used to destabilize the world. It, it eventually just fell into chaos, and now you're part of the sleeper cells that are being activated in order to reestablish order yeah. within the United Actually, States and around anything, the world. Anything I curiosity would be, and we'll see how things are because it would if it got to this point. Um, and we were still dealing with this in this way and it was like just like mass lockdowns and everything because people have mentioned like about like things being delayed or pushed off i'd wonder if sensitivity wise if 
Sony would consider holding back Last of Us Two or something like that from coming out just out of sensitivity, because um, like you know, like there was like that whole speculation. It was obviously all rumors, but when there was the just shooting, the no, when there was the the like the mass shootings, and then they were like, oh, they didn't show Red Dead Redemption at E3 oh, yeah. because of that, and so um, I would wonder if out of sensitivity they would maybe hold back like um releasing certain things even though like i did see like now that netflix releases like what people are watching their top 10 i saw like outbreak was like number eight on the list <laughs> all the all the outbreak movies <laughs> yeah. so like there there's actually going to be an audience for that but then i would i would wonder if like out of sensitivity if there any of the developers would maybe hold back maybe putting out something like like basically like what would be considered too soon is because i even like i'm sure there's a lot of comedians who will who are probably all writing be their, all over this yeah like all next year this is every set's going to be about what's going on right now but uh yeah i wonder if they're what the too soon factor will be for like i don't know for companies like releasing content well, that be, is somewhat related to this do you watch lights out with david spade shameless plug no <laughs> i i love it i think it's an outstanding late night show and he, he has no problem diving in on corona yeah but he, he like he goes around the spectrum of topics and things i mean of course it's a big it's just a big like layup for anybody to make these jokes but i feel like he does it tastefully yeah i would want to see a game that deals with this but not not in the sense of like an outbreak, things have fallen into chaos, but to some, kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> steal their toilet paper. <laughs> but I would like to see a game where it it just becomes a normal part of life. Like you start seeing chic and designer like hazmat suits for when you go outside, deals on air, it's like air supplies like, like and filters. Sims, like sim style of game. Well like um like imagine a GTA, but the world has just gotten used to the outside being an infectious environment and you're still in their cars and shooting prostitutes you're still in cars <laughs> things like that and yeah you're still you're still doing all that but you got to put on your suit you gotta you gotta decontaminate and there's just like little like uh, i feel like that would be a layer that could add to something like a dead space you want it to be sci-fi and futuristic but you also want it to have that 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 just extra element that takes it further away into an alternate future where something bad could have happened but you know we we learned to live with it and that's just the way things are now and then now it's like maybe maybe now it's mutating or maybe now another thing is coming and like it's not a game where it's not about that element it's just that's an element that's there yeah. And it's just, it's part of the foundation of the game. And then like aliens show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I would be all for it if they can come up with, with it in a way where it's not, now you need to kill people and loot them. Like if, like yeah. if you make it in Let's a way. Let's not reinforce the dystopia, like, yeah, the, like the, the apocalyptic fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Because that's where every game seems to go is like the world has fallen apart. And now it's on you to survive by being as ruthless as you need to be. Making split second decisions <laughs> in the heat of the moment. Who lives, who dies, all in your hands. Yeah. But like if they could do it in a way where it's like a society learned to cope with it and then it's a civil society and then it's just now you're acting around these things and there's like a whole economy based around like uh adapting to like the virus that would be that would be a little more interesting but not the typical last man standing get what you need get yours 
before they get theirs. <laughs> yeah, I want it to be an element that's as integral to the experience as like the in-game economy itself. Like yeah. even influencing the in-game economy because you have to buy, like you have to get better filters that last longer, replace them, or you can recycle them and get some money back because other people are gonna need them or they're gonna break them down and turn them into something you could you could craft some <laughs> yeah <laughs> you make a makeshift hazmat suit find yourself in a situation that you can't tolerate <laughs> and just it, oh man with that awesome just like augmented reality kind of presentation that dead space had and uh, make it look like westworld yeah <laughs> season three coming soon <laughs> check it out yeah we don't we don't get ads we just advertise for stuff we like <laughs> uh yeah let's get into the next topic of the week top topic of the week uh let's hop into february npd we had discussed the top playstation downloads for february but let's get into the overall sales in the u.s of games so this coming from npd picked up picked up by VentureBeat and picked up by control issues so the top 20 let's get into it number one call of duty modern warfare all right number two nba 2k20 all right three grand theft auto 5 holy trinity <laughs> number four dragon ball z kakarot still there what number four in february mm -hmm. that's Num awesome number five tom clancy's the division two. Oh, three dollars <laughs> number six mario kart eight seven holding on strong moving up actually ring fit adventure mm. i thought nobody wanted it though I'm getting that wee body uh, <laughs> yeah, you gonna get, be your, get your summer body get your dad bod get your wee body and i would say with that like you get your switch by <laughs> i i've been home and i've noticed that i am moving a lot less because it's just like i'm not walking to go eat and stuff like that and so the kitchen all the way on the other side of the facility <laughs> yeah you don't have to take a, a wire request to the other building <laughs> exactly and so yeah like there's gonna be a lot more home like working out and so yeah i, I could see something like this being a thing that more people want to use to just get moving around if they're stuck at home uh, dealing with things i'm absolutely going to be working out earlier in the day probably just on my lunch break exactly <laughs> i can make a little run to del taco and be back yeah. not have to worry about that downtown culver city traffic mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> everybody trying to get to the trader joe's and buy flowers <laughs> number eight Madden NFL 20, 9, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, mm. 10, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. Staying strong. Mm -hmm. We'll run Staying through these strong. next couple. It's interesting to me, like, when the division went on sale for $3, I was like, oh, why, why would they mark it down so low? Why are they, just, why are they doing that? Number five. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A year later. <laughs> Number After five. it came out, number five on MPD, and I'm I'm glad too because people are now realizing how much the shit Division Two is. Yeah, I mean, there's like this whole thing about like uh, live games. It's what's uh, ruining this game. generation. Uh, it's the devil. I can't support it. Everything is multiplayer. Cutter, cookie cutter Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, and then now people are playing the Division. They're like, oh, there's actually a good version of these live games, and this is this should be the standard that people should be working towards instead people just want to talk about anthem oh it's actually a well put together content rich fully featured service that's getting ongoing post-launch support mm -hmm. from its developer hmm hmm <laughs> things that make you go hmm uh all right so run through these last couple 11 minecraft luigi's mansion 3 red dead redemption 2 legend of zelda breath of the wild 15 pokemon sword 
Ghost, uh, Just Dance 2020, FIFA 20, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, 19, Need for Speed Heat, and at 20 to close it off, the new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Um, I want to see Luigi's McMansion, McMansion. where he's just a rich <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he works in tech. Yeah. <laughs> He's just not not a man of the people at all. He had one idea for like a pipe cleaner or something. Mario's trying to trying to pitch him ideas, and he's like, "Nah." His his brother married the princess. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be like Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, moving to Canada. Um, all right, so here are some uh, here's some breakdowns of the NPD. No new release. So if you if you hadn't noticed, and I was going through the twenties, no new release video game of February twenty twenty reached the top twenty bestsellers chart. The best selling, the best selling new release of the month was Yakuza Remastered Collection, placing as the thirty third best selling game of the month. Uh, so with that, um, that could, because that was all the headlines when you looked up uh, NPD for February was no new game uh, reached in the top 20. But if you look at the games that came out in February, you quickly understand. So it's not like there were some major blockbuster titles that came out in February. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask, <laughs> what came out in February? All right, so Is, guess, did anything of note? Yeah, so here's... Ooh, the Surge 2, I need to pick that up. Yeah, so here's <laughs> the Game Informers list of February. Um, Dawn of Fear... What? <laughs> Life is Strange 2 Complete Season. Okay. Monster Energy Supercross 3. The Dark Crystal Age of Resistant Tactics. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Uh, Seventh Sector. Kunai. <laughs> Just uh, a knife came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, y- y- the Yakuza, as mentioned. Florence uh, on Switch, PC, Mac. Um, let's see. Uh, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition, uh, Darksiders Genesis, which A Dub picked up, Dreams and did not enjoy too much of Dreams, which did well critically, but obviously it was for the creators and not for the public at large. But we'll see if people maybe hop on it come March after the word is out. Uh, let's see, Devil May Cry Three Special Edition on the Switch, um, Remaster Special Edition Turbo Championship, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Three Remind. <laughs> Uh, oh, is that the one where it's every Kingdom Hearts ever? I'm assuming. I have no idea. Or is that one of the Kingdom Hearts ever? Um, let's see. Blood Roots. Uh, and then One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. And then, yeah. So that's that. That's the February release list, like, pretty yeah. much. Uh, so, yeah. There, nothing of note. Yeah, so there's nothing of note, and that is pretty much why... February pretty much well, February didn't have any top 20 releases and uh, no offense to those studios or those products but you know you know the big games versus the I'll try these games yeah <laughs> um, and so yeah uh, let's see dollar sales of track video game software fell 36% in February compared to a year ago to 307 million declines were driven by the new release slate year-to-date software sales fell 33% when compared to the prior year to 618 million no, no. Uh, as a debit mentioned tom clancy's division two tom clancy's the division two returned to the chart ranking as a fifth best-selling game of february the title was promotionally priced across both digital as low as 2.99 and physical retail as low as five bucks if 
five dollars booster uh let's see <laughs> dragon ball <laughs> sorry Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, uh, the title ranked as the fourth best-selling game of February. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot was the only 2020 release to rank among the top 20 best-selling games in the month. So Dragon Ball Z Kakarot still doing well, apparently. Ring Fit Adventure, Ring Fit Adventure moved uh, up one position from its January ranking to become the number eight uh, video game that was best-selling of the charts in February. The title also ranked as the second best-selling game on Nintendo Switch for the month, trailing only Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mm. So let's go. Uh, it's only two months in, but the top ten games of the year so far, number one, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, number yes. two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh, Number three, NBA 2K20. Oh. Number four, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5, <laughs> the Trinity. Um, Madden NFL 20 at five, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at six, Mario Kart 8, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Ring Fit Adventure at nine, and then 10, Minecraft. Man, they're going to get those Switch bodies, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that body would look like. Like, strong wrists. <laughs> Forearms. It looks like it looks like Reggie Philzheim. Yeah. <laughs> um, Your head get bigger. I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to hate on Reggie. You brought us so much joy. <laughs> yeah, Reggie actually showed up back in the man. news. Uh, he's, I believe, on the board of uh, GameStop now, so he's gonna try to help save them. Like how he saved Nintendo before leaving. It's a good point. Maybe they will <laughs> rebound. Maybe he'll help redirect their trajectory into something where they can be sustainable and probably not just leech off the lifeblood of the gaming industry like they've been doing. <laughs> Number 10, um, actually, no, top 10, but we're only going to do top five of Xbox games. This is just for the Xbox One. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, NBA 2K20, Tom Clancy's Division 2, Man of 20, and Grand Theft Auto 5. Top five PlayStation 4 games of February. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, NBA 2K20, Grand Theft Auto 5, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and Man NFL 20. And then top five Nintendo Switch purchases, uh, all these purchases on the Nintendo Switch uh, Mario Kart 8 1, Ring Fit Adventure 2, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate 3, Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, 4, and at number five, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And to close off the list, Nintendo Switch was the best selling hardware for February in both units and dollars. Uh, and it remains the best selling hardware platform of the year. So, yeah, that is NPD. Um, as we said, March is definitely going to be a different story. There are some big releases in March, as we just mentioned with, uh, was it uh, Ori? Uh, Neo came out. Uh, we got, I think, Doom Eternal, um, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing. Yeah, so I believe that there'll be there'll be a jump back into purchasing, as opposed to I think people just not buying the 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 story right now is people aren't buying video games, which may be somewhat true, but I think in general there's not much coming out, so it's not like they're given a ton of options and they're yes. just holding off buying like any video games. How are you gonna buy something that? either isn't out yeah. or that you don't want <laughs> yeah let's see when like the last of us comes out if like people don't buy the last of us then there may be like that all right people are holding out for next gen but i think it's just more of what's available the supply as opposed to the demand exactly you can't just look at new games coming out and them not selling well and thinking oh people just start buying games it's like put a good game on the shelf it'll fly off yes yeah. like most things these days <laughs> 
uh, let's move into the next topic of the week. Next topic of the week. So uh, we got some news from CD Projekt Red, a dub. Yes, we do. So um, as you had mentioned to me in the pre-show, they are working on their next Witcher game. But they clarified, this is not The Witcher 4. What? So uh, this coming from... Thronebreaker 2? What'd you say? Thronebreaker 2? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this coming from the uh, CD Projekt Red CEO, Adam Kaczynski, uh, from Eurogamer. Uh We've been working on the next single-player game already, uh, creating a clear concept that waits for further development. Um, it's already it's already working, but we don't want to commit to it yet. We'll start working on this next-gen game right after Cyberpunk 2077. I already said that there will be no Witcher 4. I clearly said that Witcher was a trilogy. Simultaneously, we've always emphasized that we want to create Witcher games, and the agreement with uh, Mr. Sapkowski, the the writer behind the Witcher games, uh, confirmed our rights. So, yeah, they will be working on the next Witcher game. It's just, technically, it won't be Witcher 4 because the Witcher series was a trilogy, so we'll see what that means i know what it is what is it ada it's gonna be a witcher that focuses on siri mm. we're getting that that uncharted basically yeah. <laughs> that lost legacy <laughs> yeah. well, i was thinking more of uh because uh they implied in the last one that the daughter might be might be handling business oh i can't wait for that yeah <laughs> i'm getting that day one yeah, so I mean, makes sense. Witcher was huge success on the uh, in the PS4 generation uh, or this current generation, and go. so why not jump right back into that? That seems to be the way that Rockstar has gone. We'll we'll just go back and forth between Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. Um, so yeah, I imagine one trick ponies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the they're they're just like Larian. <laughs> got yeah, got the best tricks in the entire industry. One trick pony. <laughs> exactly. It's like if that's the trick you're doing, you keep on doing that trick. Like if somebody could cut off make it like look real that they cut off their head and put it back on i would want to see that every week yeah i mean live where were you at with like how you felt about witcher 3 and your like what are your expectations based off of that for the next witcher game well witcher 3 i got bored of it after about 40 hours same just because it's not not so much the fantasy just how heavy and realistic it is and you know, names of places that you can't pronounce and history that you don't understand, like in context of things, social dynamics and relationships that you can't quite relate to because it's in medieval fantasy land. <laughs> it's, it's it's not like, you know, go down to the streets and, you know, somebody's pissed because some shit just went down. Get a it's gun. Like, oh, <laughs> I feel dishonored. He betrayed my house and I, I come from the House of Lords. Yes. And my coat of arms has been besmirched by the reputation of but- this schmuckery by the bloody baron <laughs> yeah it's like, oh god <laughs> just get to the point dude uh but i also feel like maybe i didn't give it as fair a chance as i should have so i'll more than likely be restarting the witcher as well once i get through my my divinity turn-based crpg run uh as far as what to expect from the next thing i mean they went from the witcher 3 which was in all of its rights an outstanding game uh, they're going to cyberpunk, which looks to be a a complete departure from what they're used to, but at the same time still familiar. Uh, so 
them swinging that wildly on the pendulum, third person, first person, dark fantasy, futuristic, and you know, just doing all their open world magic with their performances, how they decorate worlds and bring it to life. I I'm definitely gonna expect something I'm pro I feel like I expect something a little more like intimate from them, like maybe with a closer camera on the character. I would love it if they did like something survival horror oriented. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally like I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Like my criticism of The Witcher Three, I would say is leaves me as an outlier because I do recognize that there are people who absolutely love that game. Uh there are people who will who will argue that it's the only good RPG of this generation. <laughs> and um I just like I played it and for reasons I could go into though I would say just the, the two easy ones. Uh, it was definitely a time when I was done with just open world games, just needed a break. I fell off a lot of great games. It was uh I believe like Fallout, um what was it uh uh, phantom pain like there's just a ton of games that like i just fell off at that time and all games that people would consider great games and i a part of me felt like it was just a little too close to uh skyrim because i played the shit out of skyrim and so just jumping back into fantasy land it just wasn't for me and so yeah at that time i just couldn't get into the witcher and i fell off pretty quickly um so yeah, I mean my hype levels are somewhat muted right now but i'm, I'm interested to see what um yeah what you would have to assume definitely is going to be a next gen witcher game so what that will mean because this witcher game was already so beautiful with how they'd worked it and it was like one of the first games i was like damn weather um and just and also just world building like the people like spitting as i walked by and things yeah. like that and people just hating on me cause people getting punched in the face as you walk by <laughs> yeah and then just that level of presentation like that thought and consideration and the voice acting that they put into just the side quests and so yeah, I there's there's a lot going on there that I'm sure if I'm interested in another fantasy game by the time that this comes out, I might be so down for this. But as of right now, just the um the way I felt with Witcher 3, I'm very much a uh, wait and see, but understandably don't take my opinion on this because I know that there are people who love The Witcher 3. So if you are at all hyped for this, don't feel that um any type of criticism should uh hold back this game. Yes. Um, let's get into the next topic of the week. Next topic of the week. This coming from 2K, and this being that 2K will be making NFL games with an asterisk, a dub. Ooh. So this coming from Game Informer, because why not? They could use a little help right now. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to read more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so 2K has announced that it is indeed renewing its partnership with the NFL through a multi-year deal, although in a slightly different form than back in the glory days of the NFL 2K brand. 2K is planning multiple non-simulation that is key non-simulation football game experiences according to the official press release press release which are already early in development and scheduled to release in 2021 no word on which platforms these titles will appear on or whether nfl 2k series developer visual concepts will be back at the helm in any capacity and so you might be asking well what the hell does this mean non-simulation because that means basically all the people that are excited for madden, madden to finally have a competitor we're now basically getting word that no madden will not have a competitor when it comes to that style of gameplay as we saw like in more of the in, in, in the nba realm of uh uh competition uh but 
there is a little insight on what that might mean. Uh, so this coming from 2K. We're thrilled to be back in business with the NFL in a partnership that will span multiple video games centered on fun, approachable, and social experiences. This coming from David Ismailer, uh, president of 2K. So the the notable words there being fun, approachable, and in social experiences. And Casuals so, and natural of the week. Yeah, casual of the week. So that, that leading to a lot of speculation that you'll see more of the style of um, like the, the NFL blitzes, the NBA playgrounds that are popular today. Is street coming back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a possibility. <laughs> Damn. So, why, why hasn't there been a half ball video game? What is half ball? You never, you don't know about half ball. What is half ball? So if in wonderful, wonderful times in black history, I think like Afro Cuban history, Latin history, uh, kids because they couldn't afford to get, you know, sporting equipment. Games like half ball came out where you would play baseball using like a broomstick and half a tennis ball. Oh, okay, yeah, it's like stick ball. And the kids, yeah, stick, yeah, stick ball, basically. But with half a tennis ball, it's called half ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and kids would just play that shit in the streets. Usually when it's hot, got the fire hydrant cracked open. Uh-huh. What do you do with the other half of that tennis ball? You save it for the next game. <laughs> Eat guacamole. You throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> you put it with the other discarded halves of the balls and you make full tennis balls and you sell them at the tennis court. Yeah. <laughs> you sew them up. Yeah. You, you use it when you're backing into your garage. <laughs> you scoop ice cream with it. You put it at the, at the bottom of a walker. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so we put out a, we put out a half ball game, Adam. Is that put a, we put out next February? Put out, month? put out a stick ball, half ball crossover. There could be modes. Yeah. <laughs> some people play stick ball, some people play half ball. Because stick ball is going to have different physics. Because it's only it's half of a hollow ball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you never really know what's going to happen. Oh, man. Um, so many missed opportunities in gaming to just make really compelling products that resonate with the gaming community. Oh, yeah, easily. Like especially just segments within the gaming community. Um, Niches. Speaking of a dub, what you got with Legos? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! See, and this is this is coming off of a Christmas, a Christmas season when my brother East Single Twenty Three got me a lego porsche technics mm. almost 1600 pieces probably gonna take your boy's spirited afternoon to put together you got time now look at got time <laughs> <laughs> i want to go i kind of like want to get a tripod do a time lapse show these kids how you do it mm. with your numbered bags yes <laughs> <laughs> and you, you you goddamn properly presented instruction manual mm-hmm. <laughs> not lego always properly presented that stuff they've been on point Mm-hmm. Ever since they've been around. But yeah, it's like I'm coming off Christmas season where I got that Porsche. Coming off of Christmas, well, coming off a couple months later when they put out the International Space Station through Lego Ideas that your boy got. Mm-hmm. It's chilling at the crib, right. waiting to put that together too. Coming off when I just found out a co worker of mine is also in the Lego and he ordered himself just a bunch of Lego cars to put together over the break. What? I was like, yes, you got the Jaguars. Oh, you got the Dragster. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> this is hot. So we bonded on that level. And then I sit down and 
pull up IGN where I discovered the news. And it looks like Lego and Nintendo have officially collaborated on an epic brick set for Super Mario. The, the key word there being epic. <laughs> like, ep- like, like, revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, this is going to do something for both brands. It has the potential to do something for both brands that has never been done before. Like, you always see the, you see so many licensing crossovers with Lego. There's Lego Batman. There's Lego Marvel. There's Lego Harry Potter. There's even Lego Overwatch. It, it's crossed over with video games before in the past, but of course, those are just sets that capture the spirit and the content of the properties that they're licensing. Licensing. This Nintendo Lego crossover is something totally different, totally unique, totally brand new. We've seen what happens when content from games comes to Lego, but we've never, we've even seen what happens when Lego goes to gaming content. We've seen the Lego video games, Star Wars, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like when they had that, what was that thing where you can. Lego Avengers? No, no, no. It was like the Lego where it's the set and you can, like, not the set, like you can create something and then you'd put it on, like, the adapter and it, like, worked with the game. Like, it was. Oh, like Lego that... Dimensions Underground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there was even that attempt at it. Yeah. So, there's. Lego has been trying to f- get their foothold in it. I think with the Lego Mario crossover, they finally figured it out. Oh, so yes. there's a, a unique Mario figure, and this isn't just like a regular Lego man. It's oversized, number one, but it still fits within the Lego system. You could build on it, add pieces, but it's got electronic innards, and it's got a couple screens on it. So Mario has facial expressions. Mario has information that displays on his chest. Mario makes sounds. Mm, Mario interacts with other pieces of the world that you're constructing. And cool. like, yeah, this isn't something, it's not a game. It's also a bit more than a toy. You're building levels. And as you're playing with the Mario figure in the levels, you're getting feedback from its interaction with the pieces that you built. Yeah, like you jump on the turtle, you won, you, it registers that you jumped on the turtle, but then you also get the points. <laughs> you get the coins. It even has a timer in there to tell your ass to hurry the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Clean your room. I mean, like, it's one bravo once again for Nintendo jumping into another space and one being only Nintendo about it, but in a way where it's like, oh shit, this could totally work. And then just now, it's one of those things that the possibilities, because obviously now people want, they're going to want like a Zelda version of this. But then like, I was even thinking like, imagine like, oh my God, Toon Link? Yeah. Pulling a Master Sword. And then I was like, imagine like, um, what if like, because you can build everything, like, because there's already that world of, D and D like world building like like when people build like the sets like you could have this with Legos now interacting with the environments you could literally build a character yeah <laughs> you have your ranger and you can build like the story and as the D as yeah as the dungeon master you tell the story as you make your way through it and like they get to a certain area and then like it registers enemies have popped up and because of the Lego system you be locking your little characters onto the grid so you could leave it and come back maybe maybe it'll even have memory or, mm-hmm. or something like that where it knows where everything goes so you can reassemble the set the next time your group meets yes <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you, can make, like, you, you can, can make, even, like a, you make a tactics game, like a Final Fantasy tactics. There could even be something to the degree where the pieces are interacting on the board, and that's giving you feedback to like a companion app that's adjusting your stat sheets and your items in real time, keeping track of everything. Yeah, as the dungeon master is feeding information. Yes, <laughs> Lego. Holla at your boys. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, this is the first step, and it's a giant step. And I, when I first heard this, I was like, oh, cool, they, they made Mario Lego. But then once I saw this, I was like, oh, shit, like they made Mario Lego. <laughs> this, is, this is more than just Lego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It, it, it appears to open up a bunch of possibilities. I'm very interested to see the crossover between gamers who will get into Lego because of this and lego users who will get into gaming mm-hmm. because of it and it also provides a way for people to have more interactions with their children doing the things that you both love your kid might be in a lego but you might not have introduced your kids to video games so this might be that that toe in the water moment like oh yeah yeah if you like these bricks uh, you know i i used to play these games when i was a kid yeah or like for the people who don't want their kids in front of a TV all the time, but like still want them to be able to have like somewhat of a game experience where they're like using their imagination. Like this is an easy step to still engage them with. Yeah. I'm, I'm psyched for it. I can't wait to see how it performs once it hits the streets, because I think this is, this is a very strong step in a completely new direction for lego while still staying true to their philosophy and also staying true to the property itself which is another reason why i give my hat off to nintendo all the time of course in the gaming world they're leaders in hardware innovation they always find some way to just stay ahead of the curve and create a new curve but with this it it calls back to mario rabbits and how they they got in a partnership with ubisoft to develop a Mario game, but they were very adamant on it being something different while also being something true to the Mario universe. And that's how we got Mario Rabbids, turn-based, tactical, cover-based shooter <laughs> for Super Mario. The, Who would have uh, ever thought? The uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer spinoff with Legend of Zelda. Exactly. Nintendo approaching an indie developer and licensing them to make a true Zelda game, but with the foundation of their crypt of the necro dancer mechanics the cadence of hyrule yeah so yeah if anything i'm looking at nintendo as a company and it's they just seem to be making the right decisions with how how to use their properties and to kind of just think forward as opposed to just hoarding their ip and sticking to what they know well you know what's next and what is long overdue we have to get the proper Super Mario movie. Nintendo, whoever's over there in whatever department they're in, get on it. Yes. Talk to your boys who who did Wreck It Ralph. Talk to talk to Sega and how yeah. they got the Sonic movie together. Mm-hmm. I mean, to work. but I feel like they could do like a full 3D Pixar kind of thing, and everything takes place in Mushroom Kingdom, that kind of world. They don't need to do the real life crossover. Or any of that nonsense. You could do a true Mario movie, and I think it'll do extremely well. Especially if they, if they did prediction. it animated, and they did it right, and then they did a Zelda, 
and they did that right. And they did Donkey Kong, they did that right. And then they Donkey build, Kong would definitely be a kid's film. <laughs> and then they build up to their Avengers style Smash Brothers crossover. The Smash movie. Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's their end game Smash Brothers movie. <laughs> It's like all our worlds have collided. What do we do? We fight. <laughs> we fight the hand. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. Oh, I love this world. <laughs> yes. Stay strong. Yes. Don't lose your goddamn mind. Be serious. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Wash your- <laughs> all that toilet paper. You could have just got a bidet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Embrace, yes. Embrace what other cultures are trying to drop on us. Quit. Embrace your neighbor as your friend. Let's all come together. This thing. You don't need the guns. You don't need to be watching your back. Let's just do what we're being told. Let's take this extra time to enjoy our family and friends. And let's also sit down, play a game or two. With his control issues, I am the AM. Sing it and this is a dub. We are control issues. Thanks for playing. Sucker.